0: This week, Father Paul explains that the command of God in Genesis is interconnected with his command to Moses in Exodus, and ultimately, his command in the letter to the Romans. I am delighted to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. In the Bible, the deity of the fathers, if you like, yes, indeed, he appeared Let's hear it, and was Abram, a son of 90 years and 9. And the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, Ani El Shaddai, I am El Shaddai. And then interestingly, the shepherd terminology, Hitalek lefanai." walk back and forth, as the Shepherd does in my presence, and be complete, full Tamim, very powerful verse, Genesis seventeen one. So you have it in the text itself, so you don't go on an aside speaking about your theories about El Shaddai, which obviously you have to do, only to explain the Hebrew, and not to bedazzle your hearers, but the real reference in this case is that my name the Lord, I made myself known. Now again people say, but we heard the Lord already beginning with chapter 2, that's not how literature works. And I explained it in my comments on Genesis 2, that the Lord is technically related to the same God in conjunction with the Commandments of the Law. Very important, I detailed that. The Lord brings to mind the Law. El, it is more the Universal God. Notice how in Psalm 82, where you have God rising to judge all the earth, including the different Deities, There is not even once, and that stunned me when I realized it, and I talked about it. I mean, you keep hearing it, but then when you are studying, the Lord is not mentioned even once in Psalm 82. You have only El and Elohim, and that according to me is functional, functional. Now, going back to Genesis 2, you realize that the command of God, because the texts say, and the Lord God commanded the man very clearly, it is interconnected with his command to Moses. It's the same kind, the command is a command. And then you go all the way until you get to Romans where Paul writes to the Romans, who understands exactly what the word command means. By telling them, you have to submit to the Gospel, which is the command of God to you, is not asking you your opinion, to debate, God gave us the KJV, so that we can have meetings on Friday evenings, and we talk about it, and we listen to it. No! No! But to hear and to do His command, and this is what the Nahash did not want Adam and Eve to do. To do what? The command of God. And the text itself refers you to Genesis 17, You see how I can impress you people, notice that I keep commenting on a verse and then suddenly the following verse confirms what I said about the previous one. But this is cheating, but I do it all the time because you, my reference, don't know the Bible. But still it is important that I do that, to let you ease slowly into listening to the text as Literature. The story doesn't end with one verse. I mean at the entrance of the American University in Beirut that was founded by Presbyterians, you have etched in stone the beautiful statement that the Protestants are in love with And God so loved the word, that He gave His only Son. This is one verse! It doesn't capture the whole thing! But this is what theologians, especially Orthodox theologians do. Not necessarily one verse, but a few verses, one and suddenly it captures the essence of everything. It doesn't. Look at me in my book's eyes, saying, well, yes, the Bible is compressed in Genesis 1 through 11, then I discovered 1 through 4, and then I realized it was 1 1 through two 4. But ultimately, you have to go all the way and arrived at the end of chapter 11 because you have the link with Abram, which is the beginning of the so-called scriptural story. So friends, it's not as simplistic, as we would like it to be. I have established, from the Hif'il of Qam, Qum, to make stand, that's the technical word in Semitic languages, to give to them, the earth of Canaan, the earth of their sojournings, which they sojourn in her, the earth in it, it is powerful in Hebrew. And that brings you back to mainly the story of Genesis 26, and I commented on that in detail, in conjunction with Isaac, in both my books and podcasts, so review that. That it is never your possession as though you own it. You never become the king of the earth that you have, but this is the meaning of possession and the RSV that was published in 1952, definitely reflected Zionism you know, that it's a possession of the Jews that originated somewhere in Poland and they own uh, the piece of land around Jerusalem. How, How is that possible? But the forefathers of the translators of the RSV did the same thing with the Native Americans as the Dutch did in South Africa. So there is nothing new under the sun in this sense when it comes to the silliness of the human being as we hear in the book of Ecclesiastes, but one more time, I want you to hear it in uh, Hebrew, the land that I have given to the fathers, which by the way is repeated at the beginning of Joshua, very important, that the promise was made to the fathers, not to us, That's why the Zionist, uh, whether Jews or Christians, are wrong, when they say, that the land is ours, talking about Netanyahu and his followers. Doesn't work that way in scripture, it does not. The mention of the fathers is, to remind you that way back, before you were in the horizon, things were settled, but we do not like to do that because we are platonic, because what's the difference between my grandfathers and me, nothing at all, he was an eternal soul and I'm an eternal soul. That's why now they are arguing that life begins at conception. When your spermatozoid meets the egg, there comes Richard Benton, are you kidding me? At least now, in their rules, they wait until the 8 weeks and so on, but it's silly to argue about all this stuff, a la play to. No, life is always functional life. And that's why the people who are anti-abortion in this country, unfortunately, are the people who are warmongers, that's how we are. You know, we can't help it because we are interested in our plan or our agenda. I like the word agenda because it reflects doings. That's what we want to do. But I heard your groaning, meaning you are appealing to me. That I'm hearing now and I'm responding to your appeal. But don't imagine, as Jews and Christians do, everything starts with with us. Notice how the Jews, technically, they start with Exodus. And I tell you, if you pin them down, they would like that their Bible would start with Exodus. Why Genesis? And you have theories. Let me go on an aside. You have scholars, scholars, obviously NATO scholars, who argue. I mean, the famous example is the debate between two famous German scholars, Gerhard von Rad and Martin Noth, that one opted for the Tetratuk, in other words, you have Exodus through the Deuteronomy because they fit together. Genesis is a pre-hanging tale, if you like. The other one said, no, 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 you have to begin with Genesis, because you have the promise of the land there, and thus you have to read it inclusive Joshua, and thus he launched his theory of the exatuk. But the funny thing that both of them are breaking the canon, and thus the original canon, this how it was presented, and came a non-NATO scholar, Italian, that's why I like him, only because he was Italian and he corrected both Germans. And he said, uh, no, it may be that originally the Pentateuch, and we have to abide by this word Pentateuch, was exodus through Joshua, it makes more sense that you begin with leaving and settling someplace. But then, the followers of Ezra and Nehemiah, the priests that came from Mesopotamia, according to the scriptural story, but here again, he had to historicize, which personally I do not endorse, but he made sense. Uh, They wanted to be included, because when they arrived, people told them, Who are you? What do you mean you are part of the deal and you want to take over? Remember, because they were the leaders. Let's go a little bit on this aside, it's important per se. You know, Ezra and Nehemiah were the leaders, but they were technically outsiders. So the people of the land, they appealed to this expression in Jeremiah, Am Ha'aris, the people who stayed in Palestine and did not go. And Palestinian Christians use that to say that we are the descendants of the original Israel. Again, they are historicizing and even geneticizing. It's ridiculous. Everybody wants to be part of the matter since the beginning. that we are the factual descendants and not those Ashkenazi Jews. And that becomes very dangerous. This is an aside, on top of the aside, just to show you how people can go all the way to come back to their pain point that I am I am I am I. That's their interest. And they view themselves not as part of the progeny of their forefathers, but as their forefathers preparing the way for the eye of today. Friends, look me in the eye if you can't. Just look me with your ear and uh, don't tell me that we all do not behave like that. That's how we behave. When you stress the individual, I am I, who am I, who am I. But the Bible doesn't work like that. It works on the Zera. And in the Zera, you are not without your parent, but the parent could have been, actually, was without you because your parent was before you. But, uh, the trouble with the NATO parents, and this is to be blamed on Romanticism, which was born in Germany, and also in Italy, but Germany, which I hate, Romanticism. You use it in talking like this, you know, sweetheart, You are the one that I was dreaming of, since I was 13. I mean, for heaven's sakes, you're 25, you meet someone who's 23 and this is how you speak. But, that's how we like to perceive things, that things started the moment we started. And thus, slowly on you imagine that our forefathers were living in this land, which is yours. And don't tell me, even if you don't talk like that, you think like that. That's how the white man in North America and the Dutch in South Africa speak. Otherwise, you know, if he keeps repeating that my grandfathers came here, because the other people, the natives, would tell him, so you came from... No! This was written in the will of God way back that I, today, would be the reference to South Africa and the language of this area is Afrikaans as the language of the United States is English. That's how we are and thus that's what we are. We can't stand it.